1: everyone and welcome to midday super talk mississippi i'm your host gerard gibbard back in the super talk studios along with my good friend a rhino in the producer's booth on this
2: friday eve we'll be
1: guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music rhino you doing okay today Oh, yeah.
2: Can't complain, because we're one day closer to the weekend, and it's going to be a glorious day that the Lord has made. No doubt about it. Well, I uh, had a good time on the road there, Collins, on
1: Tuesday, Columbia yesterday, two great Mississippi cities, and most of all, just great people. Really a lot of, a lot of fun getting out and taking the show on the road and visiting with... The folks from uh, those respective areas and, and uh, especially like uh, talking to the entrepreneurs and the business representatives from uh, across the great state of Mississippi. We, we have so many fine Mississippians that uh, have launched various sorts of businesses and are succeeding because they're serving their fellow man. That's how it works. That's capitalism. And they get rewarded for it. They hire folks, and uh, of course, and and just generate value for society. It's just it's a beautiful thing. It's just why do they want to tear it down? I can't understand it. It just works great, and and you can just tell these folks when they come on, rightfully so, they're so proud of their businesses, but mostly of their of their staffs, their customers their communities, that's the way it ought to work. That's what differentiates this country from all the others, in my view. And those who suggest that the deck is stacked and there certain people just cannot participate in the opportunities afforded by this great country, they ain't looking hard enough. They're not trying. And I, I still think, to a great extent, that that is because so many in government, most of whom, such as our president, have never made a payroll. He never even worked to any extent in the private sector.
2: That's why I kind of giggle when he calls China competition. (laughs) Doesn't really know what competition is.
1: Very much true. But when you continue to pound this narrative this messaging to people that you're oppressed, you're a victim, this country sucks, you can't make it. You gotta have us. And they really don't they don't have any plans. They don't have any solutions. They don't have anything but take it out of one pocket and sticking it in theirs, which really doesn't solve any problems. And you know there was a time in this country where we worship the Almighty God. And it feels like the narrative they push is that we need to worship an Almighty government. There was a time when liberal thinking equated to free thought and expression. But Marxists and of course they they get so indignant and incensed when you even use that term to describe them. But the essence of Marxism is division. And classic Marxism, it could be argued, was based on dividing, based on class, economic class. And we've just extended that. Now it's race and gender and all this other stuff. But but they are teaching, they're teaching especially our young folks to hate this country. But you know what? they They don't. They don't really, I guess, campaign or promote the the idea of hey, you've got to vote for us because of our ideas. Really, what they do is that they uh, sort of default to the messaging that no, you just don't want to vote for those other people because you know folks like Thomas Jefferson. We got to get his statue out of here. Those are just crappy people that are part of our past. Not even realizing. Just how exceptional that person was. Sure, like all humans, he had flaws. He had a stained side. But can't we just keep that in perspective? So what does it say when, after, what, 187 years up there in New York, they take his statue out? And we continue to expunge our history what does that say? What does that mean? What message is that delivering to our young folks? Well, I'll tell you. In the you.
2: battle of memes, it says Trump was right about one thing. What's that? He said the statues of the Founding Fathers would start coming down next.
1: You're right. He did. He even predicted. even predicted the erasure of Mount Rushmore.
2: So... Which there is a small but vocal minority in the population that would love nothing more. That's right. What does that accomplish, though? I don't get it. A sweet, sweet dopamine rush for about 30 seconds, and they're on to their next whatever. It's true. Well,
1: Harvard, the Harvard Kennedy School, this is a regular poll they run. They did one recently asking 18- to 29-year-olds their views on American exceptionalism. The question was, is America the greatest country in the world? Or, the other option, other nations, are they great, greater than the United States? Or the third option, don't know. Three options, is America the greatest? or other nations the greatest in the world today? Or you don't know. 31% said, yeah, America is the greatest. 31%. 50% said other nations are greater. And 18% said they don't know. So we should not be surprised.
2: And what's the age range for this?
1: 18 to 29. I
2: would say the most level-headed ones in the group are probably the ones that answer don't know.
1: I'm probably right. That's probably being honest. I I don't think they even... At that age, yeah. Well, I don't think they understand, because we're not teaching
2: it. Just thinking back to when I was that age, yeah, that'd be about the most honest answer you could give. Don't know. Yeah. You could argue one way or the other, but on the 50-some-odd percent that said we're not the greatest country, I'd love to hear who they think is. I totally agree. But... Because you're probably going to get a smattering of Scandinavian countries or Western European countries. Probably not a whole lot of Eastern European countries. Or you might have a couple lords that want to be cool and dark and say something like Russia or China or North Korea.
1: <laughs> well, if this isn't, is there another country that has, we'll just kind of use sort of common... Uh, vernacular has a waiting list. <laughs> has a demand to get in this place. Is there another that even comes close?
2: Not really. Did I mean, you? I did see some consternation online when Japan said, "That's it, we're shutting down the border again." And people were like, "Wait, we just we just were able to go back over there." Yeah, but it's but it's nowhere near people trying yeah. to come to America. Yeah, uh, doesn't that?
1: indicate something if if other countries if these 50% that think other countries are the greatest nation on the on the earth why aren't they lined up to get in there i mean it's just common sense question
2: you don't have a whole gaggle of tibetans and mongolians fleeing into russia and or china to go to a better life they're telling those countries hey leave us alone we're fine without you agree but
1: My conclusion from this poll is that this is because our schools, to a great extent, are pushing this narrative. Our politicians on the left are telling us every day how terrible this place is. Our schools are. And it starts with those who brilliantly founded, framed this country. Thomas Jefferson Arguably, author of the greatest document ever penned. You don't think so? Well, then, that's why you can you can respond to a poll and say, no, where we live here, it ain't great. You do that in some countries off with your head. It's because of his document.
2: In some countries, you make the wrong move towards the border, you get shot at.
1: That's true. It's just nuts. It's so frustrating. It's sad. Honestly, it is. We'll step aside for a break right here on Middays. We thank you so much for joining us. We've got Becky Nowell. She is the president of the board of directors of the Mississippi Grammy Museum and chair of 50 Nights of Lights up there in Cleveland. Stay with us. And then we got Trent Kelly, by the way, at 1105. He's a Mississippi congressman from our first district. Good show today. We'll be right back.
7: you back to living your
1: best life.
8: If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland, or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
9: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Midday's with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this
0: on Super Talk Mississippi. Uh-oh. Let's go. Early to rise, early to bed, and in between, I
3: cooked and cleaned and went out of my.
1: We thank you so much for joining us on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Join the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601 879 4395. Joining us now, uh, Becky Nowell, President of the Board of Directors of the Mississippi Grammy Museum and serving as the Chair of 50 Nights of Lights. Thanks for joining us, Becky. Welcome to the show.
6: Good morning. Thank you.
1: All right. So tell us about uh, the 50 Nights of Lights uh, in Cleveland.
6: Well, we kicked it off on November thirteenth, and that it will. We will have our lights on through probably January second, which gives us fifty-ish nights of lights. Uh, it's a great, fabulous display. We have a, over a hundred, and I think we have one hundred and sixty-six displays. Millions of lights. Um, it's a fabulous display to come see. You can ride it, or you can walk the walking trail through downtown Cleveland and enjoy the lights. It's a great. Family event. We invite everybody to to come see us.
1: Wow! Uh, how long has this been going on?
6: This is. I was our fifth year. Uh, we actually this started uh, with a a big tree, uh, like a thirty four foot tree, being donated uh, to the city of Cleveland, and uh, and it kind of spurred the idea of how we could expand on it because of the layout of downtown Cleveland yeah. the 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 uh, walk it, the railroad that used to run through Cleveland has been turned into a walking trail so it's a great setup to have Christmas displays. So we invited uh, businesses and and people to donate uh, these Christmas displays to the city of Cleveland and we have a music theme display because of Grammy Museum, Mississippi and Delta Music Institute at at uh, delta state university here in cleveland we have candy land for the kids we have lots of santas and reindeer playing musical instruments and dancing uh we have a caboose uh, a caboose and a train at our our local depot which houses our now houses our welcome center and our chamber of commerce and we have a lot santa claus and lots of modes of transportation because we're in the delta we have santa in a crop duster santa on a tractor <laughs> um lots of trucks he's on a fire truck he's in a helicopter um lots of lots of different displays with santas it's fun for the kids to come to come see
1: our guest is becky Nowell, chair of 50 nights of lights in cleveland becky was was this the brainchild of an individual or a group of people how did this how does this come about what's the genesis
6: well, the the big tree that was donated downtown uh, spurred. I, I had a vision and a thought. Yeah. So I went to the Chamber of Commerce and we formed a committee and started working on the idea. And we we met and met and met and finally settled on a theme. We we couldn't we couldn't get there without a theme. There mm-hmm. was just too many options and and displays and ways to go. So the committee's been in place now for five years and. Um, we continue to expand it each year.
1: Wow, that's awesome! So, is is this something that uh, attracts folks from all over the area, all over the state? What what has uh, been your experience there?
6: Absolutely, uh, definitely in the area, and we are starting. You can come to downtown Cleveland any night of the week, and you will see a steady stream of cars riding and looking at displays. And we're seeing many uh, out of out of state tags. Yeah. Um, really don't have a good way to measure other than, you know, looking at the number of people and looking at the car tags. It's really uh, boosted our hotel occupancy rate uh, during November and December, and it's really, you know, we have a great downtown shopping area, so it, uh, you know, it's a, it gives you something to, to do to come to, come to Cleveland, uh, stay, shop, and eat while you're here. It's a great weekend family outing. Opportunity,
1: yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Is I got to believe this uh, serves as is quite uh, an economic booster to the area. So um, I'm sure the uh, the merchants, uh, the accommodations, restaurants, and so forth, they got to be pleased with this.
6: Uh, they they are. They are. It has really really boosted and 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 helped our economy for sure.
1: Wow. You know, you hear so much, Becky, uh, certainly those of us that, that don't live in the Delta area. We seem like we hear a lot about uh, kind of the Delta is decline economically. But uh, this sounds like uh, uh, a bit of a counter to that situation.
6: Yeah, absolutely. In Cleveland, we're very fortunate to have. Uh, many people that that have invested in lo- in local local uh, locally owned businesses in downtown Cleveland and and restaurants, and then we're very fortunate to have the Cotton House Hotel, which yeah. is in downtown Cleveland, and now we have the Lyric and West End District, which is just past Delta State on Highway Eight, that has great accommodations too. You know, in addition to our Hampton Inn and Holiday Inn Express, but we have two now very nice boutique hotels, so it's. It's uh, Cleveland's been very fortunate that uh, people have chosen to invest in in business in in Cleveland. We're we're proud of what we have.
1: And then plus the Grammy Museum, of course, you serve as the president of the board there, and then the university right there in Cleveland.
6: Absolutely, we we are a college town, and I think that's one of the things that you know that helps us is is, is people like college towns, and we're very fortunate to have both. Speaking of Grammy Museum, Mississippi, we just had our annual fundraising gala last night which was a great success where we raised money for educational programming at the museum and you know we have other things to do when you come to cleveland visit grammy museum mississippi which our featured display right now is uh mtv exhibit oh wow which was founded by um a mississippian so we invite people to come see that display we also have a fabulous train museum in downtown cleveland uh, that that kids of all ages and adults enjoy visiting and um, you know seeing seeing the trains run uh, the the model trains so lots of things to do when you come to Cleveland uh, in addition to shopping and yeah. dining
1: yeah All right, so it's model it's a model train exhibit
6: yes absolutely uh, they they run and there's some retired men that yeah. uh, that that run the trains daily so it, it's a it's a must see if you come to Cleveland
1: that's a totally great hobby. What um, What's going on that you can uh, share with us at, at the university? It's, things seem to be kind of back to so-called normal, en- enrollments good, activity and so forth?
6: Uh, activity is uh, definitely getting back in the swing of things and getting back to in-person events. Uh. Uh, the Bologna Performing Arts Center next Tuesday night is having a holiday Christmas program. Um, Tuesday night, I think tickets are still available. It starts at 7.30 And Monday night at Grammy Museum, Mississippi, we have our Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas program, which will feature the Buford Sisters and Tricia Walker, which will be a fabulous Christmas program Monday night. So um, people can also check the uh, Chamber of Commerce or the 50 Nights of Lights uh, or, or the Main Street Cleveland website for lots of events in downtown Cleveland. I know on December 16th, Stores are going to be open, I think that's a Thursday night, from 5 until 8 p.m. for wine downtown. which hmm. will be a fun night out. And this weekend, uh, there'll be carriage rides in downtown Cleveland. There are a couple nights, I'm not sure of all the dates, uh, like I say, it's all on the website where they're going to have movies for kids, screen on the green downtown. So there are lots of fun activities uh, going on during the holiday season in downtown Cleveland.
1: That's fantastic. I've got... Uh... Two members of our audience, uh, Becky, that uh, are from Indianola. Bo in Indianola says, if you ain't seen 50 Nights of Lights, it's amazing. My kids love it. Wanted to pass that on. And David in Indianola says, ask about the pianos they are putting out in Cleveland. You got something to share
6: there? Yeah, we do. Uh, Trisha Walker, along with the Delta Arts Alliance in Cleveland, spearheaded this event and asked people to donate uh, pianos that they weren't using. And they had some, I think, some sixth grade school children paint these pianos, which are absolutely fabulous. Oh. And I think there's six pianos now out around downtown and adjacent areas in Cleveland that are out for people to play uh, at their leisure uh, anytime on the on the streets of downtown Cleveland. And um, we're we're really. Uh, People are enjoying enjoying them, and we're real excited about that, too, wow. as to continue to develop and promote Cleveland as a music town due to having Grammy Museum, Mississippi, and Delta Music Institute.
1: Sure. So the, the 50 Nights of Lights, when, when did it kick off exactly, Becky? You may have said that earlier, but uh, when, when did that start?
6: Uh, we kicked it off. Uh, this is our fifth year, and we kicked it off on. We had the a big lighting ceremony on November thirteenth.
1: Okay. Okay. So, uh, wh- so. they
6: they will be on throughout uh, December.
1: Wow, that is awesome, Becky! Congratulations uh, on the fifty nights of lights and all the success, and for uh, keeping Cleveland and the Delta. Uh, vibrant. It is uniquely Mississippi and we appreciate you coming on the show today. Good luck with everything.
6: Well thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: You got it. We'll step aside for a break here on middays. We'll come right back. Uh, don't forget Trent Kelly, a Mississippi Congressman, will join us at eleven oh five and I think we got some tickets to give away too today. So you want to stay with middays, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we have partly sunny skies, high of 76. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 51. Finally Friday, partly sunny skies, high near 76. Friday evening, mostly cloudy, low around 54. Before four-year Saturday, a beautiful day on tap. Mostly sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon
11: stop david cox here omar financial do you have a 401k ira retirement or cd coming due we can help with market-like returns and zero risk call david cox 957-3841 957-3841 now at batteries plus we do more than fix phones and tablets
0: we help our neighbors power their lives Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on Duracell Ultra Car Batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com.
5: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall-color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas the store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Glipsat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything
3: for home and
12: Hey everybody, I'm Commissioner Andy Gibson inviting you to Stand for American Freedom with our veterans Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. We're going to be remembering the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor with a benefit concert for Friends of Mississippi Veterans featuring Travis Tritt live and in concert with a special appearance by Lee Greenwood. And we want to see you standing for American Freedom alongside Travis Tritt. Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and at the Coliseum box office.
14: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Talk Mississippi News. The president made remarks Wednesday on supply chain issues and inflation. But when asked about Mississippi's abortion case before the Supreme Court, Biden said he still supports abortions for women.
3: I
15: support Roe v. Wade. I think it's a rational position to take, and I continue to support it.
14: But Utah's Republican Senator Mike Lee chimed in on Fox News at night, saying there's a good reason why Roe v. Wade should be overturned.
16: Roe versus Wade isn't backed up by the Constitution. It's not grounded in anything. And as a result, there have been multifarious and inconsistent interpretations, not only by lower courts, but by the Supreme Court of the United States itself.
14: A decision by the Supreme Court is not likely until mid-2022. And Wednesday, Ridgeland police were alerted to an online threat. Schools in the area were put on a soft lockdown while an investigation began. The threats were determined to have originated outside of the Richland jurisdiction, and the proper authorities were advised. I'm Andy Davis.
17: Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
1: With you, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard DeGibbert in the studio today, along with Rhino. We'll be here uh, tomorrow as well. Paul Gallo, though, he's going to be up at Golden Triangle Regional Airport tomorrow for their 50th anniversary. The Golden Triangle Regional Airport is an important economic driver for North Mississippi. And with holiday travel here, there are a ton of reasons to travel with GTR. And then midday's. We're going to be on the road again next week. Next Wednesday, we'll be at Stones Jewelry in Tupelo. There will be incredible Christmas savings throughout the entire store. Stones Jewelry will also be celebrating Sanctuary Hospice. So bring a new or unused blanket or monetary donation and be entered to win a prize each hour. That's Midday's Remote up in Tupelo next uh, Wednesday. And then later on, we got some earth, wind, and fire. Tickets to give away, right? Yeah, should be fun. I told you I got my tickets to Journey. Did oh I? yeah, yeah. April fifty tax day. <laughs> I'll be in the mood for something after that. That'll be down in New Orleans. Looking forward uh, to that. Uh, the band uh, is touring has eighty dates set. And They're in Vegas right now. They're, you know how they'll have like a week or ten days or so, and uh, kind of camp out. So they're in Vegas right now playing. Been keeping up with that. Been a lot of fun. So, you know, just just back to this rather disturbing poll, Harvard poll, that uh, revealed, uh, it just really does, it is bothersome. That th- only 31% of 18- to 29-year-olds polled believe America is the greatest country in the world. It absolutely does beg the question: What the heck do you think is? But fifty percent said others what, and you—you, and you, I think—summed uh, it up quite nicely. What likelier to be, but they can't tell you why. It's because we have Democrats. You know, Bernie Sanders—he's—he lusts for the socialism and the socialistic. Environments and systems that exist in these other countries, and and it's and again that that message that narrative is just being pounded into the heads of our of our children of our starting at a young age now. That's what's been discovered. It used to be that was kind of reserved for the far left loons that that uh, or populate our college campuses and environments, but that's not the case anymore it's it's been pushed down to the to the low, lower lower uh, levels and it's it's disturbing
2: well you'll hear them talk about scandinavian countries especially as this pie in the sky ideal with all these social programs and safety nets and stuff and what they never talk about is the tax structure of those countries yeah where the only tax they're beating america on Is property taxes. That's right. Because in America, it's what, average three, three and a half, and over there, it's what, one and a half. But you compare sales tax, where on average in America, it's right around 5%. Five to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Scandinavia, 14 to 17%. Because
1: there's a value added tax that's layered on uh, every. Or income taxes. Income taxes are outrageous. You're paying a quarter of your income in taxes. More than that in some countries. But yeah. It's and that's and we should point out that's for everybody, right? That's that's the, you don't escape like you do here, where we have this ridiculously progressive tax system. Where uh, we reported that on the show here a couple of months ago, it was revealed that of the 110 million households in this country, 61 million of them paid zero income taxes. That doesn't happen in those countries. Everybody hits the hip and pays, and on the average, a quarter. You don't, you don't have this situation where you got all these goofy credits and deductions and exemptions and stuff like that which pushes all the burden to uh, just a sliver of the population. That doesn't happen there.
2: I mean if you, if you pile up income taxes, social security contributions, corporate taxes that you might have to pay, property taxes and consumption taxes. Yeah. You pile those six factors from America into what you're paying, you may pay around 25% of what you make. Yeah. You compare that to paying 25% right off the top with income tax, and then right. you got to pay property tax yep. and corporate tax and sales tax. Yep, exactly right. And the all those are higher.
1: That, exactly right. So the value-added tax, which Democrats would love to implement here, uh, just imposes a tax uh, on every, every uh, stop, if you will, in the flow of goods in the supply chain. Is layered on, and that ultimately comes out in the wash at, at the retail sale. But even between suppliers and uh, and distribute distributors, as they as they move products through the supply chain, so it's yeah, it's re- it's ridiculous. And but none of that stuff ever gets talked about. Never. All they talk about is oh, look over there, it's free. This free that. It ain't free. That's <laughs> just horse hockey. It's. Why do why do they say that? Why don't why don't they just be honest? It's just another, I think, one of those areas where I just get so dang frustrated because you're just lying about it. You're just flat-out lying about it and just won't be honest. And it's disturbing. Uh, was honored to have breakfast with some friends this morning, and, and among those was uh, Shad White, state auditor. And he had an interesting, I thought, and well-developed uh, post in his Facebook account, uh, about some of the stuff we're talking about here, just this promotion of disdain and contempt for this country, its founding, its principles, its foundations, its culture. And so he writes that the Mississippi Humanities Council celebrated spending federal grant money, which is taxpayer money, of course, to buy what they call anti-racism books for Mississippi libraries. This is from Auditor Shad White. He said the council handed this grant money to libraries and recommended uh, that they do this. And they have a list of these anti-racism books, uh, such as White Rage, and by uh, authors, the most racist person in this country, Ibram Kendi, who promotes himself as an anti-racist He's the most racist person in the nation, arguably. Kendi, of course, as Shad informs, believes the only remedy to past discrimination is present discrimination. We've talked about it on the show so many times that it, it appears that the approach to combating racism from the left is more racism. That's exactly what it is. And so not only... The good old two wrongs make a right argument. <laughs> exactly. Now, this is a state agency, and it's funded with your money, with public money. So you you think about why taxpayers are paying for books that include passages, and this again from Shad's Post, uh, this is one from Tressie McMillan Cottom. A sociologist says, "Whiteness defends itself against change, against progress, against hope, against black dignity, against black lives, against reason, against truth, against facts, against native claims. What the heck's that? And it, and uh, against its customs and so forth." So I believe
2: native claims is how they started that Microsoft speech where they list off all Ah, the different native ah, tribes. You're
1: you're right. Recognizing the land and about 42,000 tribes were deferring to. Which is
2: always a little bit ironic when they go through that list because that list isn't because one tribe died out and another tribe moved in. No, it's because one tribe conquered another and took the land. Until you get to Americans conquered and took the land. But somehow that's wrong. we got to recognize all the other ones as being totally fine. But when America took the land, that's that's wrong. Right. And how
1: long has that been going on? This this process of one group conquering another group and seizing the land. And Pretty much as long
2: as mankind realized, if I take this rock that's kind of what I thought. and swing it really hard, <laughs> it does a whole lot of damage.
1: <laughs> uh, bingo. Shad goes on to say, if that weren't enough, the council used your money and the help of a state agency you fund to buy books that indoctrinate our kids. Of course, this Ibram Kendi racist character, who's probably the the most highly paid figure in the nation to promote critical race theory. He also wrote a book called Anti-Racist Baby Picture Book. That's what this state agency is buying. Just unbelievable. Uh, your child can read the contract binding you to whiteness, which gives white people stolen land, stolen riches, special favors, and the right to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends. I mean, it's just, this is why you get a poll that says this country's not exceptional. Unbelievable. We'll step aside for a break right here. We got more talk and Congressman Trent Kelly after the top of the hour. Here's
0: John and Corey Ravenstein.
7: Guys, you know there's one Christmas gift that can actually grow with your relationship? And become a true family heirloom. Our legendary Junikers Diamond Stud Earrings. As Mississippi's direct diamond importer, we have ten times the diamond studs you'll find in any other store. Best of all, if at any time you wish to trade up your Juncker Diamond Studs to a larger pair. Next week, next year, next decade. We encourage it. We'll give you every penny that you pay for them towards a new, larger pair. You just pay the difference. It's our Junikers Lifetime Diamond Stud Trade-Up Guarantee. Start for as little as $295 and trade up as often as you wish until you have two big, gorgeous diamond studs you can pass down one day to your children. This Christmas, trade up to heirloom quality diamond studs from Junikers. Because love can't
0: wait. Juniker Jewelry Company. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and JuniperJewelry.com, Mississippi's direct Diamond Importer.
18: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'll never forget when I was a child the excitement I used to feel on Christmas morning when I saw that new rifle or shotgun under the tree. I hope you'll come by and see us and let our friendly staff help you pick out a little excitement for that special person on your list. I have to tell you though, I got the wrong kind of excitement last week. I took off a few days to go hunting and while I was gone my wife and daughter came in and decorated the store for Christmas. Bows and ribbons everywhere. They even dressed up my dadgum black bear mouth
6: I'm
14: Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event, too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go. 601-879-3969.
15: This is the opening Niagara Market Report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. March cotton was down 129 to 102.90. May cotton was down 104 to 101.73. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were up six and three quarters to 1235 per bushel. March soybeans were up seven cents to 1242 per bushel. March corn was up six and a half to five seventy-eight per bushel. May corn was up six cents to five seventy-nine per bushel. At the mercantile, February live cattle was up thirty-two to one thirty-eight ninety-two. April live cattle was up thirty to one forty-two oh seven. January feeders down sixty-seven to one sixty-five fifteen. March feeders down sixty to one sixty-seven thirty. And at the open, the Dow Jones up three hundred eighty-five points, 34,407. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network.
17: Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. Because the
8: challenges you face are getting bigger every year, BASF is committed to helping with more than boots on the ground. We're committed to boots in the mud, boots on the steps of your truck, your tractor, your combine, the linoleum tiles of your coffee shop, the concrete of your co-op, the gravel in your shed so we can listen, learn firsthand, help right now to ensure success.
0: BASF, helping you do the biggest job on earth. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
1: back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. And right. Gerard and Rhino in the studios. A question on the ceasefire text line from David. Will you have to show vaccination card to go to the Sugar Bowl? That, I think, is a, a policy now, in effect, in New Orleans, if I not mistaken, correct, that you've got to provide proof of vaccination to enter establishments, I believe. So I don't know. Have they been doing that for the Saints games? Have um, fans been having to provide proof of vaccination to attend a Saints game in the Superdome? Not sure. Honestly. Good question. We'll see if we can find out about that. I, I do recall the... I guess it was the mayor that issued the order But I don't know where that stands and whether or not they've been really strident on enforcing it or not. Don't know.
2: Hmm. Uh, From what I can tell, their most recent update was at the start of the NFL season, and they required, as per the city of New Orleans, all guests ages 12 and above, so that age might have gone down by now, having at least one dose of COVID vaccine or evidence of a negative PCR test taken not more than 72 hours prior to entering the venue. I got you. Uh, a friend just texted, and uh, who I believe has attended, and said,
1: very loosely enforced, pretty much just come on in. So, uh, I don't know. That's. I, I think you'd be hearing a lot about it if they were really strictly enforcing it. I think you'd hear a lot of backlash and... A lot of grumbling, and so we're not at this point. So, uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, Rhino, we uh, talked a little bit yesterday, <laughs> recalling our analysis of Joe Biden's forty-five-page COVID plan, and <laughs> when he was a candidate for president, and of course, the Democrats and the Biden camp were touting the fact that Joe has a plan. Donald Trump, no plan. Joe has a plan. And it was 45 pages of nothing. Uh, oh, we're going to, uh, vaccination. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. And testing. Yep, yep. More PPE. Yeah, we're going to do that, too. Uh, it was 45 pages just of nonsense, gobbledygook, really didn't amount to anything. And who could forget Joe continuously telling America voters when asked how he was going to handle COVID? Here we go.
0: What I would say is, I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. You're going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus.
2: It's like... It's like he's so. I had a, forgotten all about the honking and the <laughs> smattering of woo.
1: Because people were in their dang cars, wouldn't get out for fear of spread. <laughs> I, I, and honking the. shaking the cars, honking the horns, blinking the lights. Remember, remember all that? Yeah. Uh, well, it's like he's like some virus superhero i'm gonna shut down the virus put a cape and a mask on that guy around his eyes not his not his face just add add to it right look like a a masked up well there was the one clip
2: in there where he was screaming that through the mask
1: that is true outside that is absolutely true well as the saying goes how'd that work out that shut down the virus I don't think it worked out very well. It was dumb to say that.
2: But here's what they're having to talk about on MSNBC. They're they're saying that Republicans don't want COVID to go away.
10: Well, on Fox News a couple of nights ago, unchallenged prominent media figures comparing Dr. Fauci to a figures comparing Dr. Fauci to a Nazi. Yes. Doctor,
3: yes. Completely
10: unchallenged by the hosts and by the panel. They, and they're all nodding along because that is part of the narrative. You go to the far reaches of Facebook, that's been a story for a long time that Fauci's profiting off the vaccine, all these yep. things that aren't true. And that, that moves into the mainstream of conservative media and it becomes gospel that he's a villain and that somehow, somehow he's asserting his power by trying to get people vaccinated and protect the American public from this disease that's killed 700,000 people. i because
0: if people follow Fauci, there's likely a chance that COVID will go away. And if COVID goes away, it's bad right now for Republicans. It's just the math on this, the political math on this is not hard to figure out.
1: The political math? <laughs> that is pathetic. Gosh, we'll take a break right here. We got Super Talk News, Fox News, Congressman Trent Kelly next.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson Super Top Mississippi powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros 601-345-8090
19: I'm Chris Foster. There's agreement on a temporary spending bill that may not be passed in time to prevent a partial government shutdown Saturday. Fox's Aisha Hosni.
5: There has been an agreement reached to fund the government that would run through February 18th with virtually no changes to existing funding except
14: for an additional $7 billion for Afghan evacuees.
19: But a vote could be held up for a few days by some Senate Republicans. A second U.S. case of the Omicron coronavirus variant has been confirmed in Minnesota. Around 600 social media accounts are removed for spreading COVID 19 disinformation.
14: The campaign with links to China used Facebook and Instagram accounts, including one belonging to a fictitious Swiss biologist, to spread an unfounded claim that the U.S. pressured scientists to blame China for the coronavirus.
19: That's Fox's Carmen Roberts stocks are up today. America's listening to Fox News.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
10: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and our headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com.
12: Hey everybody, I'm Commissioner Andy Gibson inviting you to Stand for American Freedom with our veterans Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. We're going to be remembering the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor with a benefit concert for Friends of Mississippi Veterans featuring Travis Tritt live and in concert with a special appearance by Lee Greenwood. And we want to see you standing for American Freedom alongside Travis Tritt. Sunday, December 5th, 5.30 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and at the Coliseum box office.
14: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves appeared on Good Morning America Wednesday to discuss the Mississippi abortion law before the U.S. Supreme Court, which bans abortions after 15 weeks. He was asked to share his thoughts on a woman's
5: right to an abortion
14: in the event of rape and incest.
5: Rape and incest are not exceptions, notably in this law. Do you believe a woman should be forced to carry a child if she was raped?
20: Well, under the law that passed the the Mississippi legislature that I helped uh, push through the legislature, if a woman were to be raped or, or in the case of incest, they would have the opportunity prior to 15 weeks to have that abortion. The exceptions that are in after 15 weeks, in my personal view, those are medical decisions that need to be made between the physicians that are, are treating that particular lady. And so I think that's a, a decision that, that we can't
17: make because it's a case. It's on a case-by-case case basis.
14: I'm Andy Davis.
17: Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you. But not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at
4: keepmsbeautiful.org.
12: My son
8: is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline.
4: My girl, she's not someone's agenda.
8: What he, what she is, is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of
5: young people
15: have tripled since the start of summer.
4: So I talked to my daughter's doctor about
15: COVID vaccines.
5: She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths,
15: even from the Delta variant.
5: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services third person
14: is being charged with helping a murder suspect escape from a hospital on the coast Friday. 24-year-old Kadasha Cummings of Pascagoula, 22-year-old Brianna Cunningham, and 27-year-old Kiesler Holloway are being charged as accomplices. Acion Hopkins was being treated for a gunshot wound after an incident in Moss Point that's still under investigation. Jackson County Sheriff's deputies learned he was suspected of two murders in Meridian while he was hospitalized. The 20-year-old turned himself in to a family friend in Neshoba County, Tuesday morning. And Capital One is the first of the nation's top 10 banks to end overdraft fees. Chris Foster with Fox
19: explains. It's a big money maker for a lot of banks. Capital One says it's giving up $150 million in income a year from it. It's also dropping fees for non-sufficient funds, bouncing a check. Starting in January, customers will be enrolled in an overdraft protection service that takes money from another account, like savings or a credit card. Otherwise, transactions that go over someone's checking balance will simply be declined with no fee.
14: I'm Andy Davis.
19: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people, pick Polk's.
15: Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today.
5: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
0: And uh, now...
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. Joining us now, Congressman representing Mississippi's 1st District, our good friend Trent Kelly. Thanks for coming on today, Congressman.
21: It's great to be on with you, Gerard.
1: All right, so you guys got a lot of stuff going on up there in Washington. Let's first start, if you will, Congressman, talking about uh, what unfolded yesterday at the Supreme Court. Really, uh, extremely high-profile case. All eyes in the nation, perhaps even across the world, are focused on this case brought to the Supreme Court by the state of Mississippi regarding uh, abortion. How did you think it went?
21: Uh, you know, being there, first of all, a huge amount of support from the pro-life community. And I thought that was really important. Lots of members. Uh, I watched, uh, some of the oral arguments. Couldn't see them all because I, you know, was busy, but it seemed like they went really well. Of course, I've learned from past experience in the law business. Uh, oral arguments don't always uh, define how the decision really looks. So sure. I felt really good about where we were. I thought, uh, Mississippi's team, uh, Lynn Fitch's team presented a great case. In a great way, Uh, I think we've got as good a chance to do something with Roe v. Wade now as we'll ever have or have had in the past. So I feel good about it, but uh, cautiously optimistic.
1: Yeah, and I came away with the the same uh, view. But one thing that did surprise pleasantly was uh, even a lot of the staunchly entrenched left-wing media. Is signaling, as you probably are aware, that it went better for the state of Mississippi and the pro-life argument and the right uh, of states to regulate abortion. It, that it went better for them than it did uh, the uh, uh, the Jackson Women's Health Organization, the the uh, defendant, and as uh, the federal government, who says they have an interest because of the Fourteenth Amendment. Your thoughts about that? I mean, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CNN, all these – even The Economist, which is one of my kind of moderate uh, readings, they're even saying it went well.
21: Yeah, and I think I think when you show a picture of a 15 week old baby and you show that it has fully formed hands and and face and and uh, you know their brain and they're feeling pain, it's, it's it's hard for somebody to say that that's not a life. I mean, yeah. that, and and to do that, I just think you're starting on shaky ground when you're starting to say that is not a life. That that is um that is something other. That's a fetus. No, that is a baby. That is alive. That is a human, a formed human being.
1: And and I don't see how. It it cannot be effectively argued and, and frankly, consensus reached that the standard of viability with the advances in in medical science over the last 40 years has changed. I mean, that, that line has changed dramatically, and that's essentially at the heart of the
21: case. Well, I mean, to me, the Democrats are a party of deception. I mean, if you think about it, uh, even in COVID, follow the science, follow the science, follow the technology. And then when they don't like the answer, they don't follow the science. And it's the same thing. They don't want to follow the science unless it's beneficial to them. And it, and, and they've got to, we, we've got to hold them accountable. If they want to follow the science, then let's follow the science. Right. And the science says that is a human being, that is a baby, that it deserves to be born.
3: Yeah.
1: And this is just another one of those areas, Congressman, in my view, where there, there's a stark contrast in, in states, Cause, because uh, if this thing, I think, uh, prevails in favor of the state, such that states have uh, total authority to regulate and determine uh, abortion in their state, we are likely to end up with a number of states that totally prohibit abortion and and then a, a, another uh, number of states that will still allow it uh, It's just you know you can make that same contrast with respect to uh, economic policy, voting rights, crime. It's just across the board how, how it just seems like the gap is widening between philosophies on both sides of the aisle here.
21: Well, and I think you see a huge difference in the parties, whether you're talking about voting, uh, whether you're talking about crime, whether you're talking about uh, right to life. Uh, the Democrats want to have one federal role that implies their policies to everyone, no matter how unpopular they are. And Republicans want states and the people to be able to decide. And I'm in the House of Representatives. I think our job is to represent the people in our district, not to represent the people of New York City or California or wherever they come from.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. All right, so the other thing that's... That's looming large right now, uh, Congressman. Is is the funding of the government once again? We're faced with this continuing resolution nonsense. Uh, it looks like the House says they got a deal, right? Uh, but the Senate, there, the rules over there are different, of course. And apparently, there's a group of senators that aren't going to sign on to unanimous consent. They're signaling. Uh, Mike Lee, one of those and uh, basically saying we want to get rid of this goofy vaccine mandate, and that, that is a requirement for us to move forward. What do you think is going to happen there? You got any thoughts on that?
21: I, I, I think they will get to a deal, uh, as far as a CR. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm not for these CRs. They're devastating, yeah. not only to our military, but to everything else. Of course, it's kind of funny, uh, with the Democrats because basically they're passing Trump's budget on everything else, which exactly. is uh, his last budget anytime we do a CR. So exactly. it's a lose for them. I, I think it's a lose for Republicans too. Uh, but but uh I don't like CRs because they're so devastating to so many of our businesses and contractors. I mean, that means no new acquisitions. And with all this going on with China and Russia right now, uh, we don't need to be holding our military hostage. They need to do their job and do their appropriation. But they've done no work. The whole year they've done no work, and they're getting here to three or four weeks left, and they're trying to cram everything together now. And we know what that does. is 1,000-page bills that nobody has a chance to read that have all kind of bad stuff for America in them, so uh, I I think they'll get a a CR through February, but I think we'll be going through the same process again in February, because they don't know how to work, they don't know how to govern.
1: So you got that, you got the uh, NDAA authorizing spending to keep the military going, you got that on the horizon, you got the debt ceiling coming up, and you got this gigantic bill back broker bill, as I call it, Uh, uh, all of that uh, floating around. But here's the deal, Congressman. Does it not seem like that, as is typically the case, they expended all of their cycles, all of their energy, all of their political capital on trying to ram through this unpopular legislation instead of taking care of things they should be taking care of, like making sure we got money to pay the bills?
21: They, they do. And they're focused on, uh, you know, and I mean, you've got people in the house on, on the other side that are wanting Biden to do more through executive orders. And I mean, you don't have to go any further than the, the vaccine mandate. This right. thing is unconstitutional. It's illegal, but you got, uh, members of the squad wanting to cede that power to, to Biden no matter what. And uh, listen, these vaccine mandates and thankfully, uh, Louisiana, uh, my friend Jeff Landry over there, the attorney general there, we've got some wins in this and we're fighting this every way we can, whether it's through lawsuits, trying to pass legislation. Of course, that's hard to do in the minority. But we're doing everything we can with these vaccine mandates because that's all. They they just want this so that they can continue to control power and control elections.
1: And it looks like it's coming apart, though, uh, with uh, some of the wins that are occurring blocking these mandates in the courts, certainly from a health care worker perspective and now federal contractors. We're sort of down to the one that is a no-brainer to block, which is requiring private sector employers uh, to vaccinate all their employees that ought to go easy in my view that's complete overreach
21: you know and we already don't have enough people in the workforce and I they're know. trying to cut down the number i mean we don't have enough people to fill jobs now and they're trying to cut that number even more
1: ridiculous well before you go what what do you think about uh, the midterms it's less than a year now you feeling pretty good about our our chances of uh, flipping the house and senate
21: I really am. I think we have to make sure that we, the American people know that we have a plan to put the brakes on the Biden administration. I think we have to make sure that we're not fighting with ourselves and uh, that we understand that what we're trying to do is uh, is highlight how horrible the policy of Democrats who control all three chambers. I mean, they the presidency, the House, the Senate, and just so how horribly they have failed in governing America.
1: But they don't admit it. That's what you can't. They think they're doing great. The president still running around telling everybody how great everything is.
21: They are, but I don't think the people are buying it as we saw in I Virginia. Agree. And even even New Jersey, we didn't win that race, but we sure pushed. And, uh, and so I think that the mood out there, they can keep telling themselves that they're successful, but the people aren't buying it. They're smarter than the Democrats give them credit for.
1: It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, they just seem to be kind of tone deaf to the polls. Also, we're hearing... More staff attritions uh, at the vice in the vice president's office. Nobody wants to work for her. Doesn't seem.
21: Well, I mean, you saw what a horrible candidate she was. I mean, she she couldn't even last much longer than the Iowa caucuses, and uh, she was a horrible candidate, and uh, she, she can't win again. So it's, it's not surprising that she's unpopular.
1: That's unbelievable. Congressman, always a pleasure having you on the program, sir. Thanks so much, and we'll be uh, tracking everything and talking to you soon.
21: All right, thanks a lot.
1: Congressman Trent Kelly, representing Mississippi's 1st District, has been our guest. We'll come back with more talk. we got some tickets to give away. Middays will be right back.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we have partly sunny skies, high of 76. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 51. Finally, Friday, partly sunny skies, high near 76. Friday evening, mostly cloudy, low around 54. Before your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap, mostly sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip
17: difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
10: Baronistreepros.com. That's BaronistreePros
9: Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstead or online at binnelson.com.
19: Hey, it's Richard Gross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gale. What? What? Yeah. Yeah.
3: This so awesome. awesome.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi. Daniels Boone was a man,
16: yes, a man.
20: Daniel Boone was a man, yes, a big man. He was brave, he was fearless, and as tough as a mighty old
3: tree. From the coonskin cap on the top of old Dan to the heel of his rawhide shoes, Daniel Boone.
12: The rippin'est, roarinest, finest man.
1: The frontier ever knew. You know, when I was a kid, it seemed like everybody said they were related to Daniel Boone. That got to be a thing. Yeah, oh yeah, that's. Was fourth removed from my mother's father-in-law's grandparents' son, or so, I don't know, something like that. Everybody was related.
2: <laughs> and had to have a coonskin cap. Uh,
1: absolutely. Obligatory. Lots of folks are sending us texts about the situation down there in New Orleans with respect to vaccination cards, and there seems to be a kind of a wide variety of experiences. Uh on the uh, C-SPIRE tax line, the 662, vaccination card or negative test within 72 hours? Neil from McGee says, fans could get a negative test for the Saints games. My nephew went Thursday night. Another says on the C-SPIRE tax line, must show proof of at least first dose of vaccine or negative test within 72 hours. No masks. Still in effect. I have season tickets. They check my card every time. Scott and Rankin County, they strictly enforce it to the restaurants and bars in the French Quarter. I know for a fact, at least they did in September.
2: I would imagine the bars in the French Quarter have a little bit less money they could use to pay fines and fees if they got caught not abiding by it.
1: I think that's right. They're a little bit bit more hesitant, a little bit more careful uh on the ceasefire text line i was in new orleans last weekend as long as you had a vac card they didn't care whose name was on it that does get to be kind of ridiculous if you think about it how how difficult what a task and how tedious that is
2: oh yeah i saw a video from australia where it was a group of people i think it was eight to ten people at a table just eating dinner and here come the police to scan their vaccination cards on their phone good make sure they were legal in public
1: Uh, Went to the Doobie Brothers concert in the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans recently. I could have showed them my membership card to the Superman Fan Club (laughs) for entry. How about that?
2: I would imagine the scrutiny would depend on the length of the line waiting to get in. I think that's right. If you're there five hours early and you're the first one in line, they might... All right, what's your name again? Yeah. It doesn't doesn't match what's on the card. But if if you're 30 minutes before kickoff and there's a line wrapped around... They are trying to get you in as quick as possible. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go, folks. So appreciate that question earlier in the program from David on the C Spire Tax Line. So there you go. Lots of our audience have firsthand experience in the Crescent City of New Orleans with that uh, situation. My daughter was just down there a couple of weeks ago. And I, honestly, I didn't ask her. She stayed uh, about three days in the quarter during the Thanksgiving. Actually, last weekend, last week during Thanksgiving. By the way, wanted to update on that, on the situation yesterday that that um, I shared about the lockdown at Ridgeland High School, where my daughter is a teacher. The lockdown was eventually lifted yesterday afternoon, and I think it was uh, uh, the result of an abundance of caution. Evidently, some threat came from outside the district is the way it's being um, described. I think we even have a, a story on it on our news that's playing. But appreciate those who uh, expressed concern and wrote in and, and just wanted to kind of close the loop on that. We're grateful that nothing came of that. And uh just hope everyone remains safe. And God help us to, to get rid of these, these crazy people, uh, these crazy situations I should say, where people are are uh, playing shoot 'em up in these schools. It's ridiculous. And have you seen the individual that uh, now their photos being distributed from the Michigan, Oxford, Michi- Michigan?
2: Some just don't seem right, does it? I, I well, there were initial reports of students not wanting to go to school because there was a threat made on social media. I haven't seen a whole lot of follow up on that, Okay. But- that was one of the first interviews. There was a mom talking about how her kids didn't want to go to school that day because somebody had said something on TikTok or Snapchat or something.
1: Yeah, I saw the same. And
2: and then there's the video inside one of the classrooms where the shooter is at the door trying to convince the students in the classroom that he's a police officer and they need to open up. And um, the, the one giveaway was when he was trying to convince them, and he said, come on, bro. And all the kids were like, he said, bro, that's a red flag. Get out of here. And they bolted out the window. I,
1: I mean, it's such a fine line, isn't it, between uh, overreacting and, and uh, I guess, just ginning up the hysteria, uh, and but being safe. And being cautious. I mean, it, it really is, and it's at a point where you believe anything because stuff does happen. It's just not. Uh, it's not. Uh, I guess just outrageous and radical that someone may enter a dead gum school with a firearm and be an idiot and start shooting people. It's happened way too often, and it's uh, it's deeply disturbing. Uh, On the ceasefire text line, Paul Meridian says we won't be traveling to any cities that have such mandates. Uh, They just said on Fox News several students had reported this guy talking about the shooter in in Michigan is dangerous. Hmm. Apparently, his parents from Paul again. Apparently, his parents had been called in that morning or the day before for a counseling session about the kid. Interesting. Yeah, not surprising it. You know, it, it's, we don't know the whole situation. But it, it it does sort of seem like you might detect something as a parent and and uh, perhaps intervene, ask questions, take action. But you don't know. I mean, I, I think sometimes people, just kids in particular, they're pretty good about hiding stuff. I mean, that's... Part of being a child, to some extent, from their parent, but I don't know. There's got to be some sort of warning signs and red flag indicators, you would think. But we'll see what, what happens. Paul also brought up something that's probably worth mentioning. He says, let's treat marijuana the same way, F- talking about abortion, as, as is being considered with respect to abortion. Federally decriminalize, decriminalize it and let states decide what they want to do.
2: I think that's the direction the country's heading.
1: I do, too. I I, I agree. Um, You know, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, it was reported that there are are a number of Republicans now in the U.S. House of Representatives that are spearheading, shall we say, legislation that would, in fact, decriminalize marijuana.
2: Yeah, Yeah, from what I understand, there's a kind of a gradient of the bills. You have some bills that would completely decriminalize it and leave it entirely up to the states. I want to say there's another bill that's been proposed that would reschedule it. Yeah, I think that's right. Because currently you have the controlled substance schedule from 1 to 5, with controlled substance Mm -hmm. schedule 5 being mildly addictive and medically necessitative. Whereas one is heavily addictive and no medical need or no medical use. And they're talking about rescheduling it from controlled schedule one to two or three where it could be prescribed by doctors. Yeah. Without having to go through a special circumstance with a recommendation or anything like that. Hmm. Because if it were federally rescheduled to say a controlled substance schedule three. That would put medical marijuana on the same level as, say, Lortab, where if the doctor feels you need it, they can prescribe it. You go to the pharmacist, the pharmacist fills it, and there you go.
1: Okay. Well, it's Representative Nancy Mace, by the way, of South Carolina, Republican, who's uh, kind of running point on this deal. Recreational marijuana is presently legal in 18 states and medical in 36, but it still does remain illegal for federal purposes. So that's the issue. And, and this, of course, the fact that it is illegal from a federal perspective, this is an issue with respect to banking and some of the other uh, aspects of business operations that require third-party interactions and so forth that have some federal connection. So, yeah, that would certainly turn things upside down, and uh, it, it is also, I believe, as it stands right now, Representative Mace's proposal would also include a 3% tax as well as a, as a revenue generator. Ex- it would be a federal excise tax is essentially the way it worked, and uh I know the governor spoke yesterday, the, the governor of Mississippi, Governor Tate Reeves, at a, a little political event in my county, in Madison County, and, at a luncheon. And um, he, had, he had some kind of weighed in on his current position on medical marijuana. We'll share that with you when we come back as Bon Jovi bumps us out of this segment. Stay with us.
8: The American 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 Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the iCar Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurance Insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money. Why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts. If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at ClintonBodyShop.com.
5: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown, High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and. And much more. Calloway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers Clinton Struder and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Calloway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Calloway's Gluckstadt on Cowling Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
3: Everything for home and garden. That's what
9: attorney cpa joe cordell
17: business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are coupled with claims on their business or practice itself clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills
9: online at cordellcordell.com. office in richland mississippi free background information available upon request joseph cordell licensed in missouri and illinois only
11: stop david 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 Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now.
14: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Top Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves appeared on Good Morning America Wednesday to discuss the Mississippi abortion law before the U.S. Supreme Court, which bans abortions after 15 weeks. He was asked to share his thoughts on a woman's right to an abortion in the event of rape and incest. Rape and
5: incest are not exceptions, notably in this law. Do you believe a woman should be forced to carry a child if she was raped?
20: Well, under the law that passed the the Mississippi legislature that I helped uh, push through the legislature, if a woman were to be raped or, or in the case of incest, they would have the opportunity prior to 15 weeks to have that abortion. The exceptions that are in after 15 weeks, in my personal view, those are medical decisions that need to be made between the physicians that are, are treating that particular lady. And so I think that's a, a decision that, that we can't make because it's, a case, it's on a case-by-case case basis.
14: I'm Andy Davis.
15: At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests.
5: Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch.
14: State-of-the-art air filtration
10: systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back in play at Pearl River Resort Casino. We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. I'm Michael Watson, Mississippi's 36th Secretary of State. Mississippians are known for our generosity, especially during the Christmas season. Just last year, Mississippi Charities bought in roughly $1.7 billion. Before you make a donation, be sure to check the validity of the charity or organization on our website, sos.ms.gov. Taking this extra step will not only protect you, but will also ensure your donation goes to those who need it most. From the Secretary of State family to yours, have a safe and Merry Christmas.
1: Midday Super Top Mississippi back with you. We thank you so much for joining us. 601 879 4395. That is the ceasefire text line. If you want to join the conversation, if marijuana is approved for medical use, there should be no tax. If you were going to tax one medicine, tax them all, says Mose on the ceasefire text line. I think that's a logical thought. Especially
17: for a
2: prescription.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's a popular one. I I think there are a lot of people who uh, really believe we ought to just tax the ever-loving snot out of it. (laughs) And there are some who believe we could absolutely fill our coffers up with billions and billions and billions. I've seen that, literally. And that's not true either.
2: Whereas I think the rational approach would be... Leave it up to the states. Yeah. If it's medicinal in your state, you don't tax it. But if it's recreational, you do. Uh, Therefore, if you're in a state where it's recreational, you can also have medicinal. So if you get it prescribed, then you can have it covered by insurance. If it's, if it's federally regulated or decriminalized. And then you, you have a way to get taxes from the recreational use of it, a vice tax, while also not taxing those who need it medically.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I could probably live with that. I, I think the thing that it—the it, the question it does trigger—is if you truly do believe that it is a value from a medicinal perspective, and it is a prescription, then it would stand to reason that it would be treated
2: like all other prescriptions. Uh, that makes sense. Or do you start taxing every other prescription medication that has the potential for abuse? That's possible as well. I mean, uh, and, and I'm not advocating that. I'm right. just saying if, if they're going down this road. Yeah, so if, if
1: the I, I think maybe, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but maybe the, the logic behind that is, the rationale is, well, we've got to tax it because of the potential for abuse and in the, in the cost of uh, to taxpayers to society, etc thereof uh, yeah that makes sense uh, but
2: using yeah, their it, logic again, I'm not
9: I, advocating I, I, for I that.
1: hear you I hear you but that logic would I think call for an examination of of all such substances that are dispensed through prescriptions. I agree with you that 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 does that's totally logical so anyhow there clearly there are many opinions. Oh uh, that's, that's why we don't have a program here in the state of Mississippi, because I think we have a variety of opinions. The governor seems to be, uh, you know, I've seen him speak a couple of times about sharing his concerns, and this is public information. He's, he's uh, made it very clear where he stands, I think. But it, it seems to me, it feels like, that he would uh, prefer not to have a program at all. and it, It's just my opinion. Of, of uh, based on observation, based of, of him speaking about it in reports uh, quoting him. So what he seemed to indicate yesterday at this event is that if a bill should make it to the governor's mansion, that does not pass the House and Senate on a veto-proof majority, he would be inclined to veto it, to exercise his authority. To veto it, if in fact the um, the votes in the respective chambers would allow that, knowing that if he if he did and it's veto proof based on the votes, it would just go back and get overridden. So uh, that seems to be where he stands right now. Now I am certainly don't don't put me down as a spokesperson for the governor here. This is just observation and opinion. And that's his opinion show. So uh, I'm, I'm expressing that. I want to be clear about that. Um, and it would be interesting interesting to hear maybe that direct question asked in such a direct way. But that's – and I was not at the event, but I had several friends that were, and that is the way it was reported. And, uh, and that seems to be the consensus of uh, my acquaintances who were in attendance in terms of uh, the way it was explained. Now, I am going to hear the governor speak this coming Saturday at another sort of political event, a political breakfast in Rankin County, and I look, I look forward to that. And uh, I expect we'll hear many of the same talking points that uh, were heard yesterday, expressed and communicated by the governor. So I should have uh, a first-hand uh, opportunity. Again, this is second-hand. I'll have a first-hand opportunity to witness and and hear what the governor has to say about uh, this and other issues as well.
2: Does this not seem like another chapter in the same book of butting heads between the lieutenant governor and the Speaker of the House and the governor?
1: Look, it's politics, right?
2: Oh, yeah. And,
1: and there is uh, some, seems to be some degree of uh, political conflict and contention. I I think that's just normal. That's natural. That's the game. We all accept that. Uh, Sometimes it can be frustrating because we're all in the same party in this case. And you you wonder if the people are being best served when we've got total control of uh, the government in, in Mississippi. But we we seem to be, I don't know, at odds often on some key issues. But if you think about some of the the major issues that our state government is going to face in the upcoming session, you know this is one of them, the medical marijuana situation, especially how uh, the chronology of that and the events that unfolded since the 2020 election when it was on the ballot,
2: I just think it's a bit of a political gamble to make those statements at this point in the game because it's close enough to the start of the session to where you really could be providing, to use a sports analogy, billboard material or poster board material. Sure. Where you have some legislators that may be on the fence, maybe their district voted 50-50 and they're, they're just trying to make a decision and they feel like, well, hide and watch me.
1: Does it not feel like though? Let's let's just uh, kind of um, hypothesize a bit here. The session gets going. We can't get anything passed, right? Either because it, uh, it, it there's a number of possibilities. It, you can't get a bill that the House and Senate, or within the respective chambers, can agree on. Therefore, it can't pass. Nothing passes. That's a possibility. Uh, or it passes, it goes to the governor, and it's not veto-proof, he vetoes it. That's another possibility. Should that happen, such that the the ultimate outcome is there is no such program uh, enacted by the state of Mississippi in the 2022 session, does that become a, a major issue? Oh, yeah,
2: that becomes the biggest political football we've seen in a while. Okay.
1: Well, that's where I was going. but you're not far off Uh, 2023, we we go to the polls
2: again to uh, elect our state leaders. And I would say the blame will fall on wherever the buck stops. If it can get through the House and the Senate and go to the governor's desk and he vetoes it, then people that want the program will be upset with the governor and possibly vote him out, whereas if it doesn't get to the governor's desk, there's too much disagreement between the House and the Senate and never leaves, then you're probably looking at voters blaming their legislator more than they do the governor. It could be. Uh, You're absolutely right
1: in that respect. And honestly, I know there are a lot of people that say, well, uh, this thing passed on on a fairly uh, comfortable margin at the ballot box. Um, Is that the prevailing sentiment? Does uh, any candidate... Who took the position that I don't want any program whatsoever, or or one that is is uh, diluted significantly, can prevail, can can uh, be the victor. I don't know. I mean, it, these are these are things we're going to be talking about, and there won't be any shortage of of content along those lines. But it it does feel like that may be the number one issue from a state perspective. Um, then of course you got the. The whole income tax reform deal, which uh, I think is a top priority, I think I I can say that comfortably, from uh, Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, so he's got that, and uh, at this point, based on uh, what I can tell, the lieutenant governor is focused on how we're going to spend all this money coming down from the federal government, which that's going to happen as well. My concern is I've suggested to even those that are in those chambers and then those statewide positions is that you guys are going to be consumed with just figuring out how to spend all this money. <laughs> how are we going to do anything else? Because it's so much. It's, it's really not a good thing when you think about where that money came from, the fact that that's just racking up more debt and driving more inflation. Uh, it's I'm not in favor of it, but it's done deal. Federal government passed it. Money's coming our way. There we go. We... <laughs> We got a little good music bumping us out there. We'll come back for some more talk here, and then we got Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets to give away. Stay with us.
15: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. We continue our talk with Bear from the NAFB Trade Talk. Today, we look at the Bayer Plus Rewards Program.
14: So we're on our third year of Bayer Plus Rewards. It's our grower program that rewards good agronomic choices from Bayer in the portfolio. This year, we've got a couple changes to the program as we look to 22, the biggest one being our loyalty reward. And so what we're doing with that is as growers make their choices for 22 and go to redemption in 23, they choose to send all or a portion of their check back to their retail partner for next year's purchases. That'd be 23 purchases. Crazy to think. But then Bayer will add 10% to that check, really driving that partnership with our retailers and our growers and making sure they have their agronomic choices lined up, thing as we look to the future for bear plus is just any new launches we have coming we try to drive through the program so bear plus is really helping to pull through that portfolio we are hoping to get epa approval for a premium herbicide down the pipe and-
15: i'm dixon williams and this is super talk mississippi agri-news network
17: Hey, sports fans, before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter.
16: Reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday night, starting at 9
17: p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come
0: on, come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
17: All right, we
0: are back on Super Talk, Mississippi. Now the world don't
3: move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some.
1: We're back with you here on Middays. We thank you so much for joining us, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this
2: Friday Eve.
1: Ben from Madison says... Just fix the initiative so voters can start get gathering signatures, almost like the initiative process was put in place for a reason. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one there, Ben, um, because the ballot initiative, uh, citizen-initiated ballot measure process in, uh, in this state only permits amendment of the Constitution. There is not a mechanism that uh, would allow the citizens to gather signatures, uh, stage a a an initiative process, one that is again um, pushed by and operated by the citizens to amend law or create law statute only. Only the Constitution. Some states uh, have provisions such as California. That's probably the one you hear about the most because it seems like they've always got ballot measures they're, they're voting on.
2: Propositions.
1: Yeah, propositions, as they call them, that just amend or even create new law, whereas in this state, that's not possible. The, um, I guess in a republic form of government, it could be argued that that's what we elect Officials for, representatives for to make those laws for us, and uh, the bar to amend the constitution is uh, is higher. Requires going to the ballot box. Now the legislature can refer an amendment to the uh, to to the constitution, but it still has to go to the people to be voted on. To be incorporated. ...in the Constitution. So it's, it's a little dicey in that regard. Of course, the mayor of Madison, Mary Hawkins Butler, she brought a case to that ended up in the uh, state Supreme Court that uh, essentially argued that the ballot initiative process was flawed and that it did not... Uh, in terms of the number of signatures to be collected, it did not correspond with the number of congressional districts. I.e., we have four, and the present law requires that those those uh, signatures to be collected in a in a certain way across five. And mathematically, it just doesn't work. She was absolutely right in that, and so the Supreme Court sided with her and on that uh, aspect and, and struck it down. So yeah, that's rehashing how we got to where we are and I think most people are aware of that at this point but so now the legislature says we'll take it up and of course the legislature could enact a program and it would not be incorporated in the constitution it would just be state law state statute I personally believe that is a better approach and and I'm not sure that a lot of people who voted for uh, initiative 65 which did pass at the ballot box on, on a fairly significant margin I don't know that a lot of people that supported that understood that it was going to amend the Constitution, and I'm only saying that because I've heard that from a lot of people who said, yeah, if I'd have known that, I probably wouldn't have supported it, but um, they still say that they, overall, they support a program, they just don't think it ought to be something that is included, that that, uh, that bill, if you will, that legislation in the Constitution. That's fair enough.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at it on the face, it's more efficiently governed by the people of Mississippi if it's a statute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My good friend Fred Shanks is texting me, listening in. Appreciate that. Says that he and Representative Nick Bain from uh, Alcorn County, the Corinth area, says they'll be in charge of uh, – let's see what he says here. They will be in charge of fixing the initiative process this year. Okay. Okay. And says he's also plans to propose a measure that would, in fact, allow citizens uh, to amend or, I guess, create statute via citizen-initiated ballot measure. So appreciate Fred letting us know that. And I I know if Fred shares that with me in a text, he's okay with me talking about that. He'd let me know if he weren't. But, you know, that's... See where that goes. That's fine. It's taking action. I, and I know Fred, he's listening to his constituents and say, yeah, sure we'd like to have a, a way to do that. That's his job. See what happens. So, should be an interesting year for a lot of uh, stuff for you and me to talk about, Rhino. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> on top of all the other federal stuff going on. But it is time for a break here on middays. It is noon. That means Super Talk News, Fox News, we'll come back with a whole lot more to talk about, including what CNN says about inflation. They say it's good for you. We'll step aside for that, come back with a report, and give away some tickets. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone Street Pros, online at BaronistreePros.com.
19: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. A second case in the United States of the new Omicron coronavirus variant is detected in Minnesota, somebody who just traveled to New York City. President Biden announces new plans to fight the pandemic today. President Biden is expected to
13: put forward a new requirement for private insurers to cover the cost of at-home COVID tests as part of a strategy to combat the coronavirus this winter and the emerging Omicron variant.
19: That's Fox's Jared Halpern. A teenage suspect in a murder during an attempted robbery is in custody in Philadelphia.
13: 17-year-old Latif Williams has now turned himself in for the killing of Temple University student Samuel Collington. Younger and younger people are involved in violence. Deputy Police Commissioner Ben Nash. The teen has a long track record,
19: including an arrest for carjacking this past summer. Fox's Evan Brown. Actor Eddie Mecca died 69 years old. He played Carmine Ragusa, the big ragu, on the Vernon Shirley in his 70s. America's listening to Fox News.
5: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll off dumpsters. When you gotta go,
14: please call Gotta Go 601-879-3969. Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments Wednesday regarding a Mississippi law that bans abortions after 15 weeks. Congressman Trent Kelly spoke at the pro life rally before the hearing. At
21: 15 weeks, it is a lie. It is a baby. I have sworn an obligation to protect that. It is not right to take that, and I hope our Supreme Court follows the science, follows the technology, and follows the laws of the land and the laws of God,
14: and they understand that at 15 weeks, it is a life, not someone's choice to take. And Senator John Horn says it's unfortunate that lawmakers won't be able to take care of medical marijuana in a special session.
11: When you have a special session, you're you're lasered in... Uh, one or two issues and you can spend your focus and your, your time dealing with that one or two issues and and when we're in the regular session we've got thousands of issues
14: for super talk mississippi news i'm andy davis
16: My son is
3: not some statistic.
16: My daughter's not a headline.
4: My girl, she's not someone's agenda.
15: What he, what she is, is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of
5: young people
15: have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines.
5: She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths,
15: even from the Delta variant.
5: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The trial of a
14: man charged with killing his wife in 2020 will now take place in April 2022 in Newton County. WTOK reports that Carlos Roncalli, who was charged with capital murder and kidnapping, allegedly injected Marion Roncalli with drugs and held her against his will in his parents' home where she died. Carlos Roncalli's parents, Sherry and James, are charged with accessory before the fact of capital murder. Their trial dates have not been set. They're out on bond. And Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has issued a warning for members of the National Guard who are unvaccinated. Ted Linder with Fox has more.
0: Get vaccinated or you won't be paid and you won't be allowed to participate in training, drills, and deployments. Austin rejecting a request by Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, who had asked his state's National Guard to be exempt from the Pentagon requirement that all military members be vaccinated. Stitt has said the mandate violates the personal freedoms
14: of many Oklahomans and argued that Oklahoma would need all of its National Guard members for the possibility of winter storms. For super. Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
17: dot com. Join Grammy Museum Mississippi as we celebrate Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas. Enjoy festive holiday music by Chris Dixon and Joyful Noise, Trisha Walker and the Buford Sisters, along with the brother-sister duo Variety. Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas will be held at the Grammy Museum Mississippi on December 6th at 7 p.m. and tickets are $50. To purchase tickets or learn more about the Grammy Museum's current exhibit MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit Grammy Museum GrammyMuseumMS.org
9: capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning 6 to 9 gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3 welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply.
0: and look beyond political posturing you're listening to Middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
1: Welcome back, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi. Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studios. Uh, Jeff Smith text in in 1992 with the initiative and referendum process. You may know Jeff just to set the stage, was uh, a longtime member of the Mississippi House of Representatives from the Columbus, uh, Mississippi uh, area and says... When it was first began, the citizens of the state wanted an initiative and referendum, initiative for constitutional measures and referendum for general statutory law. The senior members of the legislature wanted neither. Ultimately, the initiative was the compromise. Certainly, the Constitution does not need to be amended to put general provisions in it. It is our guiding star and backbone for our state, does not need general laws in it. I I tend to agree with that, with uh, what uh, Jeff's saying there. And uh, I think it's just a matter of whether or not the state should have a, a mechanism that would allow the citizens to go to the ballot box and amend or establish statute. Now, you got to believe that the primary uh, reason that such occurs is because citizens feel like their representatives are not acting in a way that they think they should in terms of passing bills that they feel strongly about. And uh, those that would, uh, I guess, put forth the effort and and go to the expense of gathering signatures and just completing the initiative process feel like that it would pass Otherwise, they wouldn't spend all that time and money doing it, and it basically sends it to the legislature. Now, I guess what I don't understand is, okay, if they do that, what sort of authority does the legislature have to amend it or repeal it or revoke it? And would they do that? Because it might not be in their best political interest if it just passed at the ballot box.
2: And it's, I think that would have to be a provision put into the language of any future yeah. referendum or initiative, because when you put it in law that the population can initiate and change law, do you put language in there that the legislature can't touch it for a session or a calendar year, yeah. or are they allowed to amend it immediately?
1: Yeah, I mean that, and you could just co- come up with all sorts of c- crazy Possibilities, right? You, you go <laughs> go to the ballot box with a measure that says, "Let's just get rid of all sales and income tax," for example, and that passes, which is effectively means there is no more government. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there say that'd be great, no more government, <laughs> which essentially would be anarchy. So, uh, I don't know, and maybe there maybe there would be a uh, a law that would establish the ability of citizens to to create or amend statute but it would have limitations on it. such that something crazy like that wouldn't happen I believe that's that's the way it functions in a number of other states that do have uh, such capabilities such provisions uh, in their laws that allow citizens to to, to uh, go to the ballot box for statutory uh, um, issues so We'll see where all that goes. I will be tracking the Representative Shanks' efforts there to get something done. That should be very interesting, and it will be interesting to see just how on board uh, are his colleagues in the House and, and um, certainly over there in the Senate with um, changing things up. But you know, this was all I think brought to a head and came to light because. I think it was widely believed that this this measure that went 65, and then the legislature offered an alternative, 65A, which they are permitted to do in accordance with our laws any time the citizens um, are, um, place a measure on the ballot through the proper process, uh, that uh, and then it getting struck down by the Supreme Court, I think that's got the attention of Mississippians that First, you mean we can't just go amend law or create law? No, you can't. We don't have a way to do that. Second, that when you go to the ballot box with a citizen-initiated measure that you end up amending the Constitution, and a lot of folks have expressed concerns about that, and I've even heard some say they regret it, supported supporting 65 solely on that basis. They agreed with the, the, uh, the other meat of the bill and uh, what it would provide for, but they don't agree with it being incorporated in the Constitution. I, the bottom line is we're talking about this because of what happened with <laughs> Initiative 65 in, uh, in 2020. That's why, we, that's why that's even a thing. And we're a month away from our legislator, legislature going back under the dome, and it just sort of feels like this may be one of the first things that uh, they get working on. I, I think it's also fair to say that we're experiencing medical marijuana fatigue <laughs> because we've been dealing with this for so long. And uh, because it hasn't stopped. even uh, once the measure got uh, passed the ballot box, and then of course, gosh, every day it seems like when it was being deliberated by the Supreme Court of Mississippi, it was a news item uh, once that happened. And and then since then, the legislature, members of the legislature, Lee Yancey on the House side and Senator Kevin Blackwell on the Senate side have been combining their efforts to try to craft a bill that uh, they feel like represents the wishes of the people based on the results of the ballot box, but that can get through the House and Senate and To the governor for signature to enact it. So this has been going on since then. It hasn't stopped. It's been a a high profile matter. And now we got the state of Mississippi up there at the Supreme Court of the United States working on this uh, abortion issue, the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case that was argued yesterday by counsel for the parties, including counsel for the federal government as well. And as we earlier reported, based on all the reports I'm seeing, the stories I'm seeing coming out of a wide range, uh, array of media, most feel like it was a good day for the pro lot folks, that it's highly likely that we're going to get something. What that is, but that Roe v. Wade, as it is today, as it stands today, is likely not to survive, and a, a decision is expected to be handed down next June time frame, June-July. That's what all the, I guess, the legal experts are telling us at this point. So a whole lot of work is going to go on between now and and then. I, I thought that Justice Kavanaugh, if you listen to any of the, the arguments uh, at the court it's it's somewhat clear where the justices stand. Uh, of course, I think Justice Thomas, he's been ready for since he's been there, right? That's been his position to to strip and uh, repeal, strike down Roe v. Wade. But Justice Kavanaugh, he um, he had an interesting take that I'll share. He said, "You can't accommodate both interests." I mean, that's, that's right. He boiled it down. He says you have to pick. That's the fundamental problem. And one interest has to prevail over the other at any given point in time. And that's why this is so challenging. Uh, that's just common sense analysis right there. You have to pick.
2: It's uh, But you're arguing against people who seemingly lack common sense. I mean... You could comfortably say Bernie Sanders is about as far left as you can get on the political spectrum and have any viability in the Congress. Yeah. He tweeted out yesterday about the Supreme Court, and he said, as the Supreme Court today, here's a case on Roe v. Wade. Let me be very clear. It's a woman who has the right to control her own body, not the government. If men were the ones giving birth, I doubt this would be blah, 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 blah. Yeah. People from his side of the aisle... People that believe as he believes are attacking him because he had the temerity to say it's a woman who has the right to control her no, own body. Of course. <laughs> women you? women aren't the only people who give hey. birth. It's vital to be inclusive in your language when discussing reproductive rights. Reminder, it's not difficult to use trans-inclusive language, and at this point, the average <laughs> leftist should know better to say things like this. I love it. <laughs> Men can and do give birth. Not everyone is cis. Thanks for playing. <laughs>
1: He's falling on his own sword there. All I can think about is that Harvard Sex Week we talked about a few weeks ago, where they had some deal about preserving eggs, some session, all with a uterus (laughs) are invited. That's how wacko we've gotten in this country. Good for whoever that is, is railing on Bernie. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today we have partly sunny skies, high of 76. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 51. Finally Friday, partly sunny skies, high near 76. Friday evening, mostly cloudy, low around 54. Before your Saturday, a beautiful day on tap, mostly sunny conditions, high near 75. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
16: Research shows that people remember radio ads with lots of sound effects. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need, here are some zany sounds. Saving on home insurance is no laughing matter. Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. The money you save could change your life. It's time for you to take your insurance choice seriously. Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com.
11: Liberty,
3: Liberty, Liberty, Liberty.
11: Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain
9: your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866 671 4226 or visit us online at RogersDabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. The best made to
10: order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
18: Innovative Health Clinic in Richland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who is tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost if you are uninsured you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government to find out if you are eligible for this treatment option call innovative health clinic today 601-944-5585
9: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday 6 to 9 breaking news quick shots analysis all right here on Super Talk jackson 97.3 and now the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now
0: onto the real part.
12: Dynamite.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Some splaining to do. Tom in Carthage says, Most of my constituents just saw the part where it said they were legalizing meat weed.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we did have somebody from uh, the 205 on the ceasefire text line that asked, Why does it take so long to get a ruling? And I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but from what I understand, it's because each of the justices either write their own or come together and write as a team a decision that can be thicker than an average textbook. Yeah. And they go through all the, the case law that would be impacted, and they try to put as much of their input into it as they can. And it, it's it's a long and arduous process to get it right. Yeah, and... Because they are the end-all be-all. There, there, there is no... Appeal after them, in reality. I mean, technically, I think you could appeal to what the, the Hague. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. good luck. Yeah,
1: and I, I think, uh, e- even though they wouldn't say this, that they, they're leaving their mark. They got to leave their mark, and so they're probably going to draft and edit and draft and edit a whole bunch. uh yeah, you know, I still believe Kavanaugh's comment, in my view, was the uh, – I think the spot-on one, is that you just can't serve both interests. And he and, and he said that, and by the way, prefacing it with, when deciding between the interest of, pregnant, of a pregnant woman and the interest of an unborn child, you can't accommodate both interests. You have to pick. That's that's great. I think that's spot on,
2: honestly. Which is a little concerning. I guess is the wrong word, but we'll get, we'll run with it. Yeah. When you listen to the justices asking questions, and the quote unquote conservative justices seem to be trying to tackle the issue of the Constitution and personal liberty and rights and the "Quote unquote liberal justices seem to be more worried about the reputation of the court, yeah, rather than just rather than doing the job
1: of the court, which would be right exactly discharging the job of the court. I, I agree. It, it does seem to be some concern there, but uh, still, I'm still concerned that if the ruling comes out in the state of Mississippi prevails that the Democrats are just going to ramp up their efforts to pack the court, which would require killing the filibuster in the Senate, passing legislation to, uh, to do so, to change the number of justices on the court. I know we talked about that yesterday. That's actually not in the Constitution. It is not something that is specified in the Constitution. But I, the pro-life argument, I think, is spot on, which is there's nothing in the Constitution that gives someone the right to an abortion. There's, there's no language in there. And I, I think it was Justice Thomas, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday that asked that question uh, of the of the defense. Can you show me where it says that? Well, of course it does. And I think uh, most people who, who feel like that Roe was wrongly decided Believe that, as do I, that it was based on some notion of equity. There we go again. And gosh, I, where do you go with that? I mean, the fact is, and I, and I know those people, the same people that that jumped all over Bernie Sanders would jump all over me for saying this. But the fact is, women possess the the anatomy the Ability to reproduce. It's just simple as that. And so, yeah, I guess you could say there are some sacrifices associated with that, as there should be, honestly. And and if you aren't prepared to accept those consequences and take on those responsibilities, there are ways of, of avoiding them that are free for the asking, honestly. That just never gets talked about. Certainly doesn't enough frequently, in my view, as an option. All you get out of the left is, well, you hate women, and you're not willing to help them if they if they end up with an unwanted pregnancy. My gosh, don't we have enough help in this country as it is already? And I, and I'm not trying to be, um, I guess, insensitive in, in, in making that comment, but good grief. I, I think
2: well that was another point made by the justices is the point of choice the the argument from the left is somehow that you don't have a choice when the law in question is a ban after a certain point in the pregnancy yeah which means anytime before that you have every choice in the world yeah that's absolutely right and I th- I think the state of Mississippi's
1: uh, argument uh, pointed that out. Did did it very eloquently. That and and the Attorney General Lynn Fitch, who's been on the program, has talked about that. It's it's not. You don't have to choose between being a mother and and having a career. That's 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 false choice. That's a false equivalence. Yeah, it's
2: hard to argue to uh, Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett that children are a hindrance to success when she has seven kids and she's a sitting Supreme Court justice.
1: Absolutely. And was a professor prior to that. Right. Law professor in a leading law school. So, yeah, I'm just not buying that. Uh of course, the, you know what will happen is the Democrats will use this as a way to push harder for their Build Back Broker program, where they want to give everybody money to take care of their kids. And does it not make you wonder, how did we survive? How, how have we gotten to where we are without, let's just call it what it is, but without welfare, put into the pockets of people to take care of their kids? And... and it's just insane that we think that is the solution, that is thought by many to be the solution, which I don't believe it would any. Is it fair to say that, that uh, to estimate that, okay, well, if we pass this giant welfare program, that will significantly re- reduce, if not totally end, abortion? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that whatsoever. I don't think that'll be the, the case, the situation. But... You're, you're going to see them argue that. You know they're going to use that as a as a reason, as a, as a crutch. Crutch, I should say, for passing uh, Joe Biden's gigantic tax and spend bill. You know that inflation, I, I teased this a minute ago, CNN. CNN folks, oh, aren't they something? <laughs> they say, well, no, nobody likes paying more for stuff, but... The inflation, especially that which we've witnessed over the past several months, they say it feels like a dirty word, but on the whole, inflation can actually be a good thing for many working-class Americans. That is, if you've got fixed-rate debt, like a 30-year mortgage. It's absolutely true that the value of debt goes down if that debt was incurred some time ago based on the value of a dollar at the point in time in which the debt was taken out. But as the dollar declines in value, it is true that that debt is uh, less valuable, and, and there's also the theory that inflation would drive up the price of the property which the debt financed. All that's true, but that that is hardly a justification or, or a good reason or a reason at all that anyone should feel good about inflation. I mean, that's not really putting money in your pocket. Maybe if you were to sell your home, your property, you might realize some benefit from it there, but you got to go find another place to live. How about that? It's not like, well, okay, I can sell my house and, and get a profit, incur a gain here. I'm just going to go to the street, just sit on it. I don't think that's going to happen. so you're going to have to plow that money back in. I mean that doesn't even get talked about which would be the typical case by far. So they're just they're trying to spend this thing in an effort to protect the goofy president who just will not take any responsibility whatsoever for uh, this inflation that is ravaging our country. And they just they just won't do it. So that I mean, that's the that's what they latch onto and try to sell to people. People aren't buying that garbage, in my view. When we come back, we not only got Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets to give away, but uh, I got to tell you about Joe Biden's plan to shut down the virus. We played that montage a minute ago, and then we got a Harris versus Harris montage for you. Stay with us.
0: Ace Bolt and Screw is your one-stop shop for great gifts, tools, accessories, fasteners, saw blades, ladders, and more. The best selection of hardware and fasteners is at either location of Ace Bolt and Screw on Julianne Street just off Gallatin and Jackson or the Gluckstadt location right off I-55 next door to Camper Corral. Whether you're shopping for the do-it-yourself or in your life, or for a professional contractor, even your industrial wish list, you'll find the best deals this holiday season at Ace Bolt and Screw online at Acebolt.net net.
18: Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a 1,000 pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade-in wealth. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers' massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why
17: would you ever want to shop any place else? Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
14: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments Wednesday regarding a Mississippi law that bans abortions after 15 weeks. Congressman Trent Kelly spoke at the pro-life rally before the hearing. At 15 weeks, it is a life. It is a baby. I have sworn an obligation to
21: protect that. It is not right to take that, and I hope our Supreme Court follows the science, follows the technology, and follows the laws of the land and the laws of God,
14: and they understand that at 15 weeks, it is a life, not someone's choice to take. And Senator John Horn says it's unfortunate that lawmakers won't be able to take care of medical marijuana in a special session.
11: When you have a special session, you're you're lasered in on one or two issues, and you can spend your focus and your time dealing with that one or two issues, and, and when we're in the regular session, we've got thousands of issues.
14: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a... T. You can bank right on your phone or... Tablet. With the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream...
4: Two-story tutor.
14: And Trustmark-tailored wealth offers... Tried and true... Advice that makes... Transforming... Your future a piece of... D- uh, Toast? Nice. About Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender.
8: Power outages causing you to act like the Grinch this holiday season? Taylor Power Systems has the perfect gift to make your days merry and bright. Taylor Power is an authorized dealer for Briggs & Stratton residential generators. We offer numerous sizes to meet the power needs of any home. Financing is now available. Call us today at 601-922-4444 to discuss a Briggs & Stratton standby generator for your home.
1: Let's be careful out there. Well, well, well. It turns out, as we were discussing this abortion case, you hear about this? There was a major security breach of data. Talking about a digital security breach. Data stored by the uh, Planned Parenthood I think in Los Angeles and huh, it, it's being reported and this is this is coming from some uh, one of the technology publications that that I still subscribe to so it looks like 400,000? Am I reading this right? It's just a whole bunch of data. you see anything about that? you just look it up?
2: Yeah, it's a ransomware attack. Uh, looks like 400,000 patients' data was stolen by hackers. Is it Los Angeles?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. So the Los that.
2: Angeles branch of Planned Parenthood, PPLA.
1: Okay. So you got to think that this is one of those, yeah, it's exactly right. It's a ransomware deal. They've got this data,
2: and uh, these hackers are going to. It includes names, addresses, dates of birth, insurance information, clinical information, including diagnoses, procedures, and prescriptions.
1: So, what they will do is they will threaten to disclose all that information if you don't pay them. That's, you know, it's a well conceived scheme. Because I'm quite sure there are a lot of folks, there are a lot of folks that say, I don't care, tell everybody. But there are some that say, no, I can't let that get out. Wow. Okay, you don't want it out. You need to pay up. That's what's going to happen. 400000 though. So there'll be some, you got to believe, in that pool that will not like it, but they'll pay to keep their information, their privacy intact. And uh, concealed. Wow. That is amazing. Hmm. Anti-abortion activists actually got names and addresses of Planned Parenthood employees in 2015. So you can just imagine that abortion providers are constantly having to deal with this. You, You know, from both sides. Uh, for obvious reasons. So, wow, unbelievable. So somebody's not happy on the ceasefire tax line with uh, our discussion today about abortion. Who's going to tell the women of Mississippi that they have to stay home and work at home if they become pregnant and can't have an abortion? How quaint two men on the radio telling women how to run their lives.
2: I'm presuming this person is from the left side of the political spectrum, which means they believe wholeheartedly in one's ability to discern their gender at any moment in time. So what's to say I don't identify as a woman when talking about abortion? <laughs> Touche.
1: Well, you see, isn't this uh, the old adage, you got line to lie in the bed you made, or however the saying goes, but that's what's happening here these leftists have been pounding this idea in our head for some time that there's really no distinction, right, in genders. It's whatever you feel like, whatever you want. Gender theory and gender equity and gender this and gender that. Fluidity. It's fluidity. Intersectionality is one of your favorite words, I know. It's insane. It's nuts. So I I don't know why it matters what one's biological gender is when opining on the sanctity of life. Why does that matter? It just shouldn't matter. I mean, so...
2: It doesn't, but that's been a gotcha for years before all the trans nonsense came around and now that they've harped on that for so long, it's no longer a gotcha. (laughs) But it's still in the quiver.
1: Oh my gosh. Somebody... Uh, a friend of mine attended the uh, arena in Cleveland. Is that Rocket Rocket Mortgage? I think is a sponsor. It's the title sponsor of the facility. They just this was over the weekend. Attended a concert, and it's just it's reminded. Me. Yeah, Rocket Mortgage Field House. Okay, and uh, sent a photo that shows the sign. Uh, attached to the entrance to a bathroom. And there are three figures in the sign, each separated by a vertical line. There's clearly one that shows a a human, if you will, Uh, faceless, of course, but just the outline drawing that shows a dress, right? Another that shows trousers, You would assume that is a female and a male. And then there's another one that's got trousers in, like, half a dress. The dress only has a tail on one side. So it's, what does that mean? Can somebody explain that? And why is that at Rocket Mortgage Arena? Does this just mean, I guess, you just pee wherever you want? You relieve yourself wherever you want to go?
2: No, that's San Francisco. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Step over the used needles and relieve yourself whenever ready.
1: I see. Unbelievable. It's, it's just crazy. Totally crazy. That's how nuts stuff has gotten. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see because uh, this breach of the Big Planned Parenthood. I mean, this is 400,000 is gigantic when you consider you're just talking about one facility, one provider. We're not talking about Equifax. It's got of Social Security numbers. We're talking about just one, and there are 400,000 came out of that. It's just absolutely incredible. You know, I guess the response here is that I do believe there are good people in society that are willing to help those that are in trouble with an unwanted pregnancy, help them in a way other than aborting. I absolutely believe that in my heart. That's true, and that's the case. I do not believe that government welfare, by the way, is the best approach to addressing those conundrums. That's, it's proven to, to be a failed strategy. Have we not seen that enough? In fact, it could be argued that it is government welfare that is driving illegitimacy and unwanted pregnancy. Certainly the dissolution of the traditional family in no war no uh, where is that more prevalent than in the black community because prior to all the goofy welfare their rates of, of marriage and longevity of marriage exceeded that of whites I believe Rhino. They, they were committed to the family union unit and now the BLM Marxist people denounce the nuclear family and believe that is Consistent with white supremacy, white supremacy, right, white culture. And they're teaching this garbage and feeding this to kids. And then we wonder why we do polls like we talked about at the top of the show, where Harvard polls 18 to 29-year-olds and only 31 percent believe our country is exceptional and the best on the planet. And that's why. Because they're telling them it's not over and over and over again. It's totally insane. It's uh, it's it's disturbing, to say the least. I did promise we'd talk about Joe Biden and his plans to shut down the virus. You heard? It? We played the montage. He said he was going to do it, right? Of course, he's he's an idiot, and he, I'm just going to say it. And I, it's not like me, honestly. I don't like to say that about anybody, even somebody with whom I disagree. But this guy's destroying the country, in my view. Anyhow, he says he's going to expand access to boosters. Oh, thanks, Joe. That's a problem. We need Joe. Launch family vaccination clinics to get kids vaccinated. Distribute 50 million free tests to community sites. He's going to require that health insurers must cover 100% of the cost of at-home tests. Require that all international travelers required to te- or will be required to test negative within one day of departure, regardless of nationality or vaccination status. He's calling on businesses to move quickly to require workers to get vaccinated or tested weekly. And he's extended all the mask mandates where the federal government can, mainly in our transportation systems, through March. I'm going to go on the record here and say this ain't going to make a hell of beans of a difference. This is just trying to look like you're doing something. I'm shutting it down. You're not doing squat. It's fair to say you've already failed in in committing and honoring the promise that you made during the 2020 campaign. Didn't happen. Final segment coming up next. Rhino's going to kick us off with a giveaway for some Earth, Wind & Fire tickets. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
10: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
15: Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking. At beef, it's what's for dinner. Funded by beef farmers and ranchers.
8: COVID-19
7: has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID.
12: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. My
7: great uncle, John Juniker, started Juniker Jewelry Company right here in Jackson in 1944. He was followed by his nephew, my dad, Ted Ravenstein.
14: Then all his children, including my John, followed him in the business. And I joined Uncle John as a fourth generation here at
7: Junikers. I'm Corey. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein. Inviting you to join our family this season at Juniker Jewelry Company as we celebrate over seven decades as Mississippi's direct diamond border. Today we have ten times the selection of diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry you'll find in any other store in the state. All at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. For your diamond engagement ring for the ultimate christmas gift this holiday come home to juniker jewelry company because love can't wait
0: juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and online at Junikerjewelry.com.
11: juniker jewelry because love can't wait
5: Make your home merrier this Christmas. Ms. Kelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive before Santa. Make this Christmas your merriest at Ms. Kelly's.
16: Arm
0: yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: 10 Days is back with you, Super Top Mississippi Rhino
2: Tickets. Oh yeah, we've heard you and you have told us loud and clear that some of y'all just can't up and go to a concert with just a week or two's notifications, so we're going to give you plenty of notice, but you still get a chance to win two tickets right now to one of the best-selling groups of all time, Earth, Wind & Fire. They're coming to the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo on May 1st, 2022. That's May 1st of next year. Tickets for the show are already on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or at the Bancorp South Arena box office. But right now, you've got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind & Fire in Tupelo. All you got to do is be the 18th person to text into the Ceasefire text line. That number is 601-879-4395. Be the 18th person to text in with the word FANTASY. And you'll win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire on May first, 2022 at the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo. There you go. Ought Ought to be a good one, man. It's going
1: to be something. All right, Jason writes in on the C Spire text line. There's a small church on every street corner in Mississippi. That would jump through hoops to get single mothers. Anything they and their children need, regardless of circumstances, and they do it much quicker, less invasive, and more efficiently than the government. I was in a group home from uh, 12 to 18 years old, and all the government did was make sure we didn't starve. Everything else, clothes, whatever were provided by Southern Christian Services for children and youth via church donations, same as Palmer Home, and there's lots of other great organizations as well. I uh, appreciate that, Jason. Uh, agree. I-, I think that it is incumbent uh, upon us as a community, as a society. Let's just look out into the future and assume that this, uh, this Roe v. Wade deal is uh, decided in favor of the state of Mississippi, in which case maybe the state legislature and the governor sign off on a bill that would totally ban abortion in the state of Mississippi. I think that's quite possible, a possible uh, scenario here in the state. Uh, should that happen, let's make sure that what Jason says, that, that um, our community organizations, primarily our churches, that should play the, the most uh, critical role here, the most crucial role in dealing with these situations... Sort of institutionalize it. Let's make sure that it's it's known, it's understood, it's accessible, and it's um, it's in production. Like I said, it's institutionalized. It's it's not something that's oh yeah, well we'll see what we can do. But I mean, there there are well designed, thought out uh, programs and, and uh, assistance. Let's just make sure of that, and I'm, I'm certainly willing to help with that uh, as well. But I, I think that is necessary to kind of refute, I shouldn't say refute, rebut in, in combat those who say, well, you, you people out there on the right that oppose abortion, you're, you're not going to help. You're just going to let the, um, the mother have to fend for themselves and deal, deal with their situation. I, I don't believe that to be true. And, and you just wonder, what if the government just got out of all that business? Would, would the private sector and private individuals and groups and so forth step up and fill that void? I believe they would. I really do. But here's what's hard, if you think about it. You get shaken down for all these taxes that you send, and you're told you got to do that to pay for all these so-called safety nets. But the safety nets ain't working. And so you got to fill that void and address that deficiency which comes from the private sector. But it's like, well, what am I sending all this money to the government for? You folks told us that, you know, you're going to handle these situations and create all these so-called safety nets? That's just not... But it's not happening. Clearly it's not happening. But yet you want want to point fingers at those of us on the right as the culprit, as the cause for this, or tell us that it's all rooted in this nonsense of of uh, white supremacy and white culture and all that kind of garbage. I mean, it's just it's old. It's not working, and it's not believable. It's not accurate, uh, for one thing. But maybe you ought to back off. Maybe there's a better way. And here's the thing. We've got this $1.75 trillion build-back broker bill, which is just laden with Welfare expansion, essentially. But here's the thing. What's next? They're not going to stop there. It won't be, okay, we're done. Put a bow on that, right? No, it's not going to happen. Clap your hands, celebrate, done, we're done. You can go home. No, they're going to keep pushing more and more and more because that's what they think they got to do. That's where they get power. That's where they derive... Uh, all the the perks, if you will, of being in power. And so they're just going to keep giving away more. It's, we got to fight against it. We've come to a close here on Middays. We'll be back in the studio again tomorrow, where it'll be. Friday, y'all. Stay safe and God bless.